welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Marendi Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of Authentic Healthpreneurs. My guest today is Harmony Robinson-Stagg, and Harmony is a registered nurse who is now working as a women's health practitioner on the Gold Coast. Welcome, Harmony. Thank you. So looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, so I'm excited to have um, Harmony on. As a lot of people know, my last season was full of interviewing amazing women who had, um, you know, either transitioned from another career into being a health practitioner or were a health practitioner and then transitioned into a new business that was still health related. So I am so excited to have you with us today, Harmony, because I do still like doing these interviews just to give other women inspiration and motivation um, that, you know, you can do it. You can cast out on your own. Um, and that, you know, we can work as healthpreneurs and be successful um, at the same time. So thank you for being um, my guest today. So I guess, well, let's just jump straight in. Why don't you share with our audience, we know you're a registered nurse, but I guess, you know, talk about why you became a nurse and then maybe why you've transitioned into this new career of being a women's health practitioner. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I went straight from school into uni at the age of 17 years old, moved up to the Gold Coast um, to study nursing. And it wasn't like it was ever my passion or my dream to become a nurse. But my mom and dad were like, you've got to go to uni, you've got to go do something. And I was like, I didn't know, like, <laughs> I was pretty young for my like year anyway. Yeah. Like I said, I started nursing at 17. So when I was graduating school, I was quite young. And I loved animals. I rode horses. I used to like bandage my animals up and, you know, my, if my horses ever got wounds or anything, I was always dressing them. Mum's like, you'd make a really good nurse. And then <laughs> mum was also, she loved traveling. So she's like, nurses can travel. Like, you know, this is what you should do. And I was like, oh, okay, like whatever. I didn't, I didn't actually really know what options were out there. I think these days, we have such a broader idea of what we can do and what we're capable of. But I guess, you know, I've been a nurse for over 17, 18 years now. So it was a long time ago where we didn't, I didn't really know the options. Yeah. So I went on, did my nursing, was like meh the whole way through. Didn't love it, but, you know, I was always into health and fitness. It was, you know, something that I was passionate about, but just not in that capacity. 
So I'm really grateful that I become a nurse and I got to experience our medical system, but it, like yeah. I said, it was never my passion. Um, and I begin to see a gap between modern treatment, preventative medicine and lifestyle education. And sick yeah. people, they often bounce in and out of the system with no real guidance on how to improve their health at that core level. And I'll caveat this by saying, like, I think both Western and Eastern medicine have their place. But for me, it was seeing the limitations that Western medicine had in aftercare and longevity and quality of life. Yeah. So, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It is fantastic for acute situations and symptom relief, which some people do need to get them started, but it does not offer real change for long-term results. And I realized really we were sick care workers, not healthcare workers as we're labeled. And I wanted to be on the other side. I wanted to help people to recover. I wanted to help them thrive and achieve optimal health, which goes far beyond the physical body. And that's when I really started and was really attracted to Ayurvedic medicine. So I'm actually an Ayurveda and women's health practitioner. All righty. Excellent. Oh my God. You're, you're speaking there like you're speaking to the converted. I'm exactly the same. I've moved my own practice from more medical clinical based to a more holistic. And here I am sitting here nodding. Not people can see us nodding because this is a podcast, but I'm sitting here. Yep. 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 Um, and again, I find a lot of nurses do this. They, they love helping people get better and they move into nursing because that's just the natural progression that we're told. But like you said, many years ago, Western medicine was the main medicine we had. I found in the last 10 years, all of this alternative, you know, Eastern medicine stuff's coming through. So tell us a little bit about, and I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to try how, what it is that you do as a practitioner. I'm curious. (laughs) I loved how you dodged around that word then. What you do as a practitioner, that was gold. (laughs) Experience there. I'm not going to try and say it. (laughs) Well, the, the word Ayurveda, and I'll let you know what the word actually means because it's broken down into two, Aya the first part and Veda the second part. Mm-hmm. The word itself means the science and knowledge of life and longevity. So Aya means yeah. life and Veda is science. Um, awesome. It's one of the oldest forms of medicine known to men. It stems from India and it was first documented in the Vedic text 5,000 years ago, actually originally written on palm leaves because we didn't have books, obviously. Yeah. And in Australia, an Ayurvedic practitioner, um, which I am, works similar to a naturopath. However, there are certain principles and theories that are very unique to Ayurveda, including the doshas, which are the three energy types that make up your individual constitution. So our dietary and lifestyle recommendations, herbal medicine, prescriptions and treatments will take your individual constitution into account. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. So I guess... Again, when I talk to people who have, and I don't like using the term alternative health, but that's what we've been told to label these um, modalities. But I guess how, I guess most of the time you have to go into um, self-employment because these are not mainstream. You're not going to find it at your local medical center or hospital. So I guess tell everyone how you, you know, I guess decided or you were pretty much had to start your own business because like I said, these modalities are not found in you know our regular medical centers yeah so I I was actually going to keep nursing as well as running my business 
But what happened is our nursing hours, they're actually not really that friend, family friendly. And my husband yeah. is also a shift worker. So my kids before school care started at 7 a.m. And so did my shift. Mm. <laughs> and so it was like this constant battle, um, yeah, to try to work out the childcare and my nursing shifts and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And anyway, I end up deciding to take the scary big leap and go, I'm just going to go all in on my business. So I'm also a yoga and Pilates teacher. So I was doing a little bit of that on the side as well as running my own uh, women's health practice. I specialize in women's hormonal imbalances, PMDD and anxiety. Um, but when I first, very first started, so when I was still nursing, I was just so keen to help people and share the wisdom and knowledge of Ayurveda because it's so beautiful. It's so holistic. It like it taps into the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual aspects, and even our connection to self and our dharmic, per our dharmic purpose. Yeah. So I was like super passionate about it. So I started actually seeing my first client on in my um, kitchen, <laughs> the table, <laughs> the dining room That's table. Was my I reckon ninety-nine percent of us have done that. <laughs> Yeah, because it was before like the whole bit, you know, that I was big, big online as in I yeah. didn't see as many clients online. So I was like, my first client, yeah, come over. I don't have a clinic space yet, yet, but, you know, we can do it on the kitchen table. It's all the same information at the end of the day. Exactly. And, yeah, and that's sort of how I started. So I'm so grateful for that very first mm. client. And from there, it just really took off. And now I'm online. And now I've actually um, founded the Ayurveda Alchemist Academy. So I certify women to become Ayurveda holistic health coaches. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you say you're still a registered nurse. So are you still working at a hospital or doing some kind of nursing to keep your registration going? Yeah. So in the last few years, I was actually working at one of Australia's leading health retreats as the nurse there. But it was beautiful because I you, I was able to integrate a lot of my Ayurvedic skills in that position. Yeah. Um, they also employed naturopaths and acupuncturists and yeah. I think I know different. who it is, but we okay. won't say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's so, a few of them down the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that was actually fantastic. Um, yeah, because I got to nurse still do a lot of nursing things, but in a different sort of light in a different yeah. way. You know, I'd been nursing in emergency departments and operating theatres for most of my nursing life. Um, yeah. And now I'm, I'm doing some casual work. Awesome. Awesome. Casual yeah. So I guess, you know, like I ask everyone who has started and running their own business, what are the positives of running your own business? I think you've already mentioned some, you know, that extra, you know, balance of being able to juggle the school run and getting kids to and from, but is there anything else that you find, I guess, are the positives of running your own business? Um, yeah. So I definitely think you, when you are running your own business, if it's something you're passionate about, you just feel so connected to every day. Like you want to show up, you want to share it because it's part of you. Mm -hmm. So I think that is, is truly so positive. And I, I see this a lot in my clients, actually, my women's health clients is when they feel really disconnected to self, their higher purpose, a lot can go wrong with their health, right? Because it's part of us. It's part of who we are. So when you're running your own business aligned to your values and the way that you want to run it and the way that you want to show up, it can be such a positive influence on your life. It's also a positive influence on your children's life and people around you because you're inspiring them. When it starts to 
take over and it starts mm. to become overwhelming and you fall into the traps of oh yay I'm gonna go from a nine to five to work my own hours but then you're like switched on 24 <laughs> 7 that's where yeah. we see the problem so having to put in <laughs> some really good boundaries with ourselves and our work ethic and all of that needs to happen yeah. to ensure that it stays on purpose and is giving you the lifestyle that you desire from your business oh my god you've already answered my next lot of questions <laughs> So you've kind of mentioned the negatives, you know, there is no work-life balance. I think it's a myth um, in that, yeah, you've got to set boundaries. Are there any other negatives of running your own business? I've, I, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, always I love it. I'm, I'm still, I'm still here guys. Um, but yes, I do think there is. And that's these days we're, we're way too contactable. You know, yes. when you go and you work somewhere else, you show up for your shift, you go home and generally that's it. You can actually switch off. When you go on vacation, you actually switch off. Yeah. When you're running your own business, if people don't get a response straight away on email, you know, they'll they'll find you on all your social media accounts. <laughs> they'll stalk you. You'll <laughs> be through the client portal. You, you get fully stalked, right? Mm. And it's it's like you say you don't work weekends, but then people are messaging you on weekends and yeah, it can, those lines get blurred and that is why it is hard to, to create that work-life balance. Like you said, it is a bit of a myth because it is part of you, but you've still got to have those boundaries in place with, with your work. And at the start I did not, and I got mm. burnt out, like absolutely burnt out. Yeah, I was trying to give so much of myself all of the time and it, it ruined me and also yeah. nearly ruined my business because then I wasn't showing up as the practitioner I know I am and I can be. Yeah, I, I think that's a common thread um, or a common story that we hear from lots of us. We get so, oh, I just want to help as many people as I can. And then you, yeah, those boundary lines become blurred. And then we're like, oh, hang on, why am I feeling so ugh? It's because yeah. we've done, yeah, overextended ourselves and overshared ourselves with our clients. Um, so thinking back to when you first started out um, on your own, what do you wish you had have known then that you know now? I'm assuming it's the boundaries thing or is there something else? Definitely the boundaries thing. Like, you know, the more boundaries that you can set and articulate those, because if you set them but you don't articulate them, people don't know their boundaries. The sooner you can establish those and work hours and a schedule and all of that, like a proper business, you will feel better about yourself and you'll be able to show up better. So I think that is definitely one thing. Um, the other thing I wish I knew is, I mean, I love the start of business. It's like a new relationship, right? Yeah. It's like that bliss point. It's like that passion and that excitement. And I guess I got lucky or not lucky. I really worked hard, but a few of my programs I launched straight up, you know, I got people in there and it was fantastic. And you expect that your business growth is just going to go up and up and up and up each year. But business can sometimes be a little bit of a roller coaster. And yeah. it, it, those who can sort of hold on to that ride and enjoy that ride and still show up for it, you know, um, they're the ones that make it through because starting your own business, it does take a bit of grit and it does mm. take stamina yeah. and strength, not just yeah, not just showing up. Um, I think also the other thing I wish I knew earlier was to have like more of a strategic marketing plan. 
Yeah. That I wasn't just feeling overwhelmed with all of that and yeah. um, creating a network around, around me as well. No, that's awesome advice. Um, again, yeah, I think a lot of us start our business on the whim usually because we've lost a job or you know whatever and then yeah we don't think about the strategies whether it is you know marketing business planning ideal client we just kind of go oh, I'm opening the doors and then you just kind of go with the flow I think that's really great advice to everyone to, you know it doesn't have to be complicated it can be just you writing down some dot points it doesn't have to be a structured plan that everyone talks about in the business world so thank you for sharing that so I guess I think you've been giving us a few bits of advice and tips through our chat today about, um, you know, starting your own health business. But is there anything else that you wanted to share with everyone about what you found useful or helpful when you were starting out? What I found useful and helpful when I was starting out, I think that would definitely be collaborating with other health practitioners or people in the field and talking to them. I think often we can feel quite alone as a practitioner, especially I came from a huge hospital, like, you yeah. know, I had a big team. And then when I started working for myself on my own, I was like, do, do, do. Like, <laughs> you talk to your clients, but you don't have that camaraderie. You don't have people to bounce ideas off. So I found it really, really important to find my community and I even started a, um, a women's in business meetup group just to like, you know, collaborate with other women in business. So I think that was um, really, really important for me. And also learning how to detach from your business when it's time to detach from it mm, yes. <laughs> and the outcomes. Because yeah. that, again, especially as health practitioners and healers, we want we, we're often em empathetic and we can be sensitive and we want to help people and we can take on other people's energy and all of that kind of stuff. But there's a time and a place for that. And then there's a time and a place where we need to learn to disconnect from that as well. Yeah, you definitely need time out. I'm always saying to my clients, even if you just take a weekend off, mm. go away, get out of the house, because, you know, a lot of us do work from home and just switch off. Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes, yeah, filling your own cup, you're able to then help your clients more so <laughs> I think the other thing is really sometimes it's great to do market research and see what's out there and what's happening mm. but most of the time like do your research but most of the time keep your you know just keep in your lane and your blinkers yeah, on keep your blinkers on yeah because I'm finding recently I've found a pattern and I don't know if it's because the economic times that we're in at the moment but a lot of my students um, you know, they're already health practitioners and they're coming in to learn more about how to implement Ayurveda into their business. And they, they look, they're doing amazing. Like when they come to me, like, it looks like they're doing amazing. But when I speak to a lot of them, they haven't had clients for a while, but to everyone else comparing themselves, it looks like they're just killing it. Yes. And I yeah. think we've got to remind ourselves, like, Comparison is the thief of joy and it can actually be really detrimental to your business. You actually don't know what's going on in their business yeah. unless you have that real raw conversation. So I think it's really important to also find people who you can have true, honest, raw conversations about and know that, yeah, we will have these ups and downs and then also have the people that are willing to support you and cheer for you when you are like, yeah, I just did like a you know 20K week or whatever it might yeah. be. You. Yeah. 
No, that's totally true. And I love that um, piece of advice that you just gave then on there. The um, You never know what other people are going on. They might, you know, that's what we always talk about, the whole facade, people on social media everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh my God, they're doing so well. Yeah, we've got to just not compare ourselves because we're all unique and authentic in what we do. And like you said, we're always going to have those up and down weeks and months um, that, yeah, we just can't compare with. So thank you so much for sharing that insight wisdom. So my next question is, and I think, again, you have probably kind of answered this, but feel free to add to whatever it is. How do you manage work life? And like we've spoke about, there is no real work life balance, but how do you manage? How do you switch off? How do, You've said that you like to, you know, be really strict on setting boundaries are there other things that you do to try and keep your personal life separate from your work as much as you can because I know sometimes we can't yeah I always Sunday evening like I always write my week out in my diary I'm still like a handwritten person I still have it in my google calendar but I literally if there's tasks that I need to do um, I will jot that in on what day so I have like a clear plan for every day of the week and when I will like I already have my work hours set so I know like I might start at 9 30 and if it's a school day obviously I'll finish at 3 p.m um there's a couple of days a week where my clinics open longer so I open clinic till five so I don't pick my kids up till after that um but really sort of strategically mapping out my uh, week ahead I'm also actually studying a master's in applied science for acupuncture so I've wow. got a some study sessions and I was saying to you before we hit record like if I'm going from client to study to kids school activities or sports or whatever that might be I like to do what I call micro meditations so I'll literally sit down wherever I am or I love laying down with my legs up the wall I did that just before jumping on this podcast (laughs) that's a yoga position isn't it And literally just for two minutes, like put my timer on just two to five minutes and just breathe and just be so I can recalibrate my central nervous system and just shift my energy to where it needs to go next. So that's sort of like how I manage. Um, I'm not going to lie, like it's not always easy to manage work-life balance. I We are building a house at the moment, so we're in a small unit while we're building and yep. If my if any of my family members are at home, I can not, I can hardly do any work. I can't see clients or anything because my computer is in my kitchen lounge room. Like it's a little unit, right? <laughs> yep. The struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. So I have to be really on point with like having my schedule and really communicating that with my family as well. Like you gotta be out of the house, like <laughs> these days <laughs> and you know, husband, get out. Like you can't yep. be out. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I think that micro meditation is a great idea. Um, yeah. To just, yeah. Especially if you've got one of those crazy days where you're running from one project to another. Um, mm. But even, yeah, if you're feeling like you're having a crazy day, I think it's really important to um, even just take the time to do some meditation. And as I say, we're all so busy. No one can sit there and do a half hour our meditation, I think doing the micro ones is so great. Um, So thank you for that tip. That is so cool. So that's the end of my questions, but I guess what's the future hold for your business? So you're obviously studying more to become an acupuncturist. Um, You've got this training academy. It sounds like you've got a few little projects on the um, card. So is there anything, other business ideas or um, projects that you're looking to implement in the future? 
Um, uh, well, at the moment, I, I'm completely online with my clinic whilst the clinic gets rebuilt because that was purpose built at the front of our place. So I am rebuilding my women's health practice and that's where I'll also be introducing acupuncture as well as like Ayurveda and women's health consultations. Um, so that's sort of like a little project in itself. But my main project really is the Ayurveda Alchemist program. So this year we've extended it to open it up as a, a year-long container and just bringing in, yeah, guest expert speakers and sharing the wisdom of Ayurveda, um, helping health and wellness practitioners and coaches, um, yeah, add the Ayurvedic wisdom into their business as well. And we also do some coaching throughout that program and have different business coaches and, yeah, just really, really going all in on that. I love, I just love, love, love teaching it. It's amazing. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing about your amazing journey from being a registered nurse to being an a I can't even say Ayurveda. A Ayurveda. I just think Darth Vader. Yeah, think like eyes. I I Vader. I think yeah. it's that R thrown in the middle has totally thrown me out. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. I feel like your um you know episode is going to just resonate with so many of my listeners with your tips and hints um what you've done um I feel I've been inspired myself so thank you so much so if you just want to share with everyone your business name where they can find you online all your social stuff but we'll make sure that's also included in the podcast description so if people wish to reach out they can yeah, so my um, you can find everything pretty much on my website, which is harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Um, my podcast is Harmony Inspired Health, but on Instagram, I'm Harmony Inspired Ayurveda. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone else had taken your name. <laughs> well, I had. I, I had the other account for my clinic, but oh, just for right. SEO reasons, like especially because if people are specifically looking for an Ayurvedic practitioner or an Ayurvedic course, I wanted to come up. In their searches in Instagram. Ah, so yeah. it was strategic. It was strategic. <laughs> awesome. Was. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for so much um, coming on and sharing your um, wisdom and experience becoming your own self employed health clinician. And um, yeah, thank you. Thanks again. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Thanks. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars, and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another and celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, AuthenticHealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one-on-one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business.
If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.